Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're welcoming back fellow Canadian Connor McGowie of Inside Up Games. Inside Up Games is the publisher of Block and Key, City Builder, Gorus Maximus, the Summit Series, and many, many more. Their games are played in over 60 countries, and their newest smash hit, Earth, is currently on Kickstarter. Connor, welcome to the binge. How you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? That is a mouthful you have to go through there. Well done. I know. And I know you love it when there's hiccups in the system. Yeah, you just, it's like, you're just giddy. <laughs> oh, it's got, it's, it's fun because it's like, I get to see it from the other side instead of me there dealing with hiccups. You have to deal with the hiccups. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Last, so people want to check out the last time we had that on the podcast. That was episode 72, I think. 74, Crazy. episode 74. And uh, that was almost a year ago to the day. I think it was like, yeah, it's almost a year ago. Uh, around this time that we, we chatted with you, got into your whole history. I encourage anybody who wants to learn more about kind of the background of how Inside Games kind of was formed, check out episode 74. You'd have fun watching me actually stumble over my words in the intro, which Connor uh, pointed out last time too. And, uh, <laughs> we agreed to leave it in. <laughs> and this time we had some technical difficulties, which is why we're like three minutes late going into the podcast. But thank you everyone for your patience. Definitely well worth the wait. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about this. I reached out to you about, gosh, it was probably about six, seven weeks ago, right? When I said, yeah, for sure. I saw the first thumbnail. I'm like, dude, we got to get back on the podcast and talk about Earth. This looks absolutely amazing. For people that just don't know you, can you give us kind of like the two minute rundown of what Inside Games is and kind of what you yeah, do for sure. Inside Games? Do you mind? Yeah, no, no. So yeah, so I guess, I mean, very basically, I created Inside Up Games, uh, what it would be six years ago now when I did my first Kickstarter for Summit. Um, yeah, six years ago, crazy. Uh, and then yeah, created it. And then that led to the second game, third game, fourth game. And then around the fifth game, I started getting contacted by other designers to publish titles. Um, and I was kind of surprised back then. So there's a little bit of delay. But then we started doing other designers games as well. Um, and really, some of those got all the way up to our 10th which was block and key which was last year which is almost friggin' done oh my goodness the delays on that game is giving me extra gray hair still waiting for my copy oh don't even get me don't <laughs> even get me started <laughs> i'm still waiting for my copy um no anyways it should be done by the end of this month and then onto the darn boats uh it looks so good it's so gonna be worth the wait um yeah it looks i'm it looks better than i was expecting and my expectations were high so i'm I think it's going to create quite the splash. I'll also get to your expectations on that. Cause I remember I saw some of the prototypes and I'm like, it's good enough, man. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, the paint, there's uh, the, the, uh, the mortar between the bricks is not exactly. white. No, I need yeah. the mortar. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> the paint adhesion was acting up and then the, the coverage wasn't right. And the color was off or colorblind friendly player or color vision deficiency. Yeah. Players. Yeah. Anyways, all these things are driving me crazy. So yeah. So that was last year. And then uh, blocking came went really well for us, which is awesome. Amazing supporters on that as well. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we've been developing Earth, I feel like for a year and a half now. And then Maxim's put, the, the designer, he's put at least maybe two years before that, before bringing it to me. Um, and it's just been great. Uh, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I know it sounds funny because I'm clearly selling the game. Yeah. But I also don't get behind games that I don't personally enjoy. Um, and I know my games instead of games, games aren't for everybody. Yeah. But I think this one is going to hit it huge. It, it just checks off every box. 
And I think, and this is like a, a, a random aside I'm going to make right now, but I think the same way that we've seen kind of a resurgence of positivity and good things throughout the pandemic with um, like, like the love of Ted Lasso or the show everyone yeah. talks about just because it's the positivity. I yeah. think there's just been so much negativity and people are just feeling so beaten down for so long that that need for like a positive, enjoyable experience uh, is just so high. And the one thing that Maxim did so well with this game which is contrary to the majority of the games in my catalog is there is no take that there is no like player interaction in a negative sense. Mm. I highly, highly enjoy player interaction in my games. I like thinking on my feet, reacting to things, but this game just has so much going on in such a good way that it's really, it's really like, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's really like pure of, Euro almost. Eh? Yeah. But yes and no, I, I want to say it's, it's like, it's, it's um I'm my brain isn't working today at all. It's too many late nights. Anyways, well, it's really good for players to play because they're they're given so much stuff, so much positive. It's like here's everything you need to succeed. Do yeah. the best you can. You don't have to worry about him coming and cutting your legs out from under you. Do the best you can with the best strategy. We'll win. And the first time you play, you're like okay. And then by the second time, things click. Yeah. And everybody is hooked after the second or third time. It's insane because it plays fast. Everyone's getting stuff. You have four, only four actions to choose from. Uh, once you choose one of those actions as the active player, all other players get a minor benefit when you get the major benefit. So everybody's always engaged. Everybody's always doing something. On someone else's turn, they do something. It's going, it's going to help you. Everybody's always just that constant like gain of stuff. Yeah. Just has the game constantly moving. And it's just enjoyable because it's just always like, oh, my engine's working. And it's like, you don't have to sit there and watch someone across the table who's min-maxing one card for 25 minutes and then be like, man, their engine's way better than mine and just yeah. kind of feel dumb about it, right? And this one, yeah. everyone's going. And like, even when you lose, you don't really care. You don't really know till the end. So you're just like, you're so engaged and enjoyable. And again, it's only 45 to 60 minutes usually. And that's yeah. regardless of player count. So you can play a five-player game in an hour, like great. And then you're done. Well, let's do it again. Like, it's just, he, he did a really, really good job. Yeah, and we'll get into the we'll get into the nuts and bolts of the game in a second. I'm gonna I'll share my screen when we do that. Um, but I was watching the um, uh, the preview with uh, our family plays game with uh, Mick and uh, Stella, uh, and I mean I think they hit it on the head as they said, you know, you're starting with resources. You're getting a bunch of stuff at the beginning, and you know a lot of these kind of engine builders out there, you start with nothing, right? And you yeah. got to kind of build it up. And as you said, it's, it becomes very evident whose engine is probably going to win. Yeah. Right. When you get halfway into the game where being able to start with a bunch of stuff, it really opens up a really broad set of decisions you can it, make, which is going to kind of spider off in different directions. So I think that's pretty cool. And it's so um, simple because I'm going to keep interrupting for the whole. Yeah, no, no, interrupt away. <laughs> so the, and that's the thing, because for a lot of engine builders, like, OK, like this is interesting. Yes. And for that first hour of a two or three hour game, you're doing that slow kind of building block. I'm just going to line up everything. So once his engine starts ticking, it's going to work. This just cuts that out and being like, boom, here's the starting engine you want. Start yep. going with that, go off of it. And just, it cuts out all that first, like slow and gets you right into the meat of the game, playing and enjoying and reacting and, and triggering things. And there's all dopamine rushes as, you know, everything's firing off for you. It's just, yeah, it feels good. There's a couple of things I want to get off the top here, just because I know people don't always make it through the whole 30 minutes. So number one, we <laughs> yes. are running a giveaway right now on this game. Uh, on Instagram. So if you go to the board game binge podcast, so that's our Instagram handle board game binge podcast, you will see the contest there. Uh, there's still, we're going to probably maybe tomorrow afternoon is when we'll do the draw. 
But so if you're listening to this podcast between now and then, and you haven't done this already, it is the easiest possible contest you can enter. You simply uh, like the post, you tag two friends you'd want to kind of start your, uh, your perfect kind of uh, content with. And, um, and then make sure you follow obviously board game binge podcast, as well as uh, inside up uh, games as pod uh, uh, Instagram um, uh, pages as well. If you want to get a bonus entry, uh, just share it in your stories and, and tag both of us. And I will give you, a, so you can get up to two entries. I got to tell you the odds of winning are very, very good. Way better than you'll ever get with a, a lottery ticket. Uh, but I know there's a lot of excitement around this just because this game looks so cool. Um, that I know a lot of people are interested in trying to win a, a copy and that'll ship out with the pledges. So I want to thank you quite frankly, uh, Connor, for that donation and that sponsor. That was, that was course, super cool. Um, so again, Board Game Binge podcast, Instagram account, go check it out. In there, you'll see uh, this contest, and I encourage everybody to join it. Um, we got somebody jumping in the uh, comments here. SPB Slinky wholeheartedly back this board game today after watching some of the videos on YouTube. Looks good. So much fun, uh, like the board games, and enjoy. Yeah, I totally agree. I back full disclosure. I actually backed this on day one as well. As soon as I saw this, I'm like, I'm in. Uh, like, I love these kind of games, these Euro styles, engine builders. Again, as you're saying from the videos, as watching, you know the ability for you to kind of play your own game, then play their own game. It's not antagonistic. It's very much uh, a kind of a welcoming environment. And I, that really mm -hmm. attracted me to it. You know, when you said that actually about positivity, you know, I saw I don't, for anybody that follows TikTok um, and James Hudson actually just got on, uh, just didn't just get on TikTok, but he's been on TikTok for a while, but he's been increasing his frequency of content. I think it was either today or yesterday. He did a post where he said, you know, someone said to me, uh, wow, you look like you've, you've lost some weight. He goes, you know, it kind of made me kind of made me feel good and got me starting to think, you know, how easy is it to lift people up? Right? It is so yep. easy to lift somebody up. Just say something nice to somebody. You don't have to get anything back. Just say something nice to somebody. And, you know, you might make their day. And it's so easy to For do. Sure. And I think we need more of that right now, especially with what we've gone through with the lockdowns and the continuous kind of smorgasbord around uh, COVID, right? That we've experienced. Yeah. So, um, so, so kudos for you on that. A couple of things I want to kind of jump into as well is, so this one, I think, so this, is this your 10th or 11th campaign? This would be the, this is my ninth campaign. Ninth we campaign. One, we did two games without campaign. Okay. So 11th Yeti game, but ninth campaign. Got it. Yeah. Now in this game, one thing that, that surprised me, and I hope this isn't um, controversial or anything, but the pricing really low. <laughs> like 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 silly low like i was shocked like when i went to back and i'm like oh it's it's only $42. yeah and actually there's there's an and, amazing video that did you see forrest bowers video no he does it where he runs through kickstarters like live and just like scrolls through it and talks about stuff yeah, yeah. and it, it was so much fun to watch and he's just like oh my god oh my just like excited about everything and he was super mad that i didn't have the um price listed higher because he's like what how much is this is it 60 is it 70 i don't even care i'm paying it and yeah. he found it, he's like wait what's the price um and it's really about like i i need a way to thank the backers who are supporting me and as everybody's aware if i can sell games directly to customers then there's going to be profit that i can be made that's going to go to me it's going to go for covering my kickstarter costs go for those advertising costs so the best thing i can do is give them the best product i can give them at the best price i can give them as a thank you for them for believing in me yeah. um and it's true like you look at it and you're like oh I'll, if i had just increased the pledge by three bucks right because it's 10. 42 it's 42 <laughs> us oh it's us 
right? It's but still 42 US, like for this right. game. Like again, the most games I see that like this size, this kind of uh, medium weight, you're starting at 60, right? And uh, and it's so- and it's it's true, but it, but I don't know. I, to steal a line from Rocks League games, we, we make money. I make money to make games, right? I'm not yeah, making sure. games yeah, to make money. Um, and I've just, I always try to remove as many barriers to entry as possible. Yeah. Right? I want, I game with my family. I game with my friends. I game with my kids, right? I just want, games are great. Humans love games. doesn't matter what kind of game, whether it's a sporting game, tabletop game, a video game. We love games. We love the stories. We love the camaraderie that comes along with it. Yeah. And it's just, for me, it's that like, and I've always been open and honest. Like it's that's that drive of like bringing people together. When I yeah, yeah. ran my old job and everyone's frustrated and angry and it's about all it was about the money and the time. And this is just like we're making games. Like we're doing this to make people have fun. And if I can realize that, like, you know, someone on the opposite of the world in a language I don't even speak has like one of my games on their table and having fun with it, then that's a massive win. Oh, that's a super cool feeling for sure. When you and just one more thing on their price before I get to. <laughs> And then again, when I looked at it, I'm like, okay, well, he's going to make it up obviously in the shipping. Right. And then I look at the shipping. I'm like, what? <laughs> so this guy's subsidizing his shipping and he's got a low, low price. Can he make this game? Like, a- so, well, the other thing is, is that, so the, and, and the other part of the backstory is that Maxim, the designer and I were talking as well. And one of the things I, and I say this in my, in the last update, one of the things that's always kind of hurt instead of games yeah. is just that nobody knows us. We're one more company in a massive marketplace. Yeah. Right. And we've got I've got a really loyal, amazing fan base and follower base and friends that have always been supportive of all the games we've made at this point. Um, but that, that's always been the issue is getting people to play our games. And once they do, we go to conventions. We do really well because people play the games and they love the games. Um, so Maxim and I actually went into this Kickstarter with the expectation of like funding and then, you know, waiting for the game to get out into the wild. And then the hype coming from people being like, holy hell, this game's amazing. But luckily, just from the excitement from the from the uh, art, photography in this case for the game, from the yeah. look, and probably from the price point, and then for the TTS mod, people are playing it like crazy. Yeah, no, I, I hear it. I mean, clearly, there's a lot of value here, right? And it, I think it's reflective of your of your passion. Um, we do have some live viewers watching. I'm going to ask Uh-oh. each and every one of you, please smack that follow button. So give us a follow. Really appreciate it if you're watching on YouTube. Um, so back to your point of what you're saying about the, uh, the feeling of, of someone playing your game. I remember the first time I saw somebody playing like one of my games where I wasn't involved, right? Cause there's always at the beginning yeah. you're playing and you're getting other people to play with you. But the first time I saw somebody actually pull the game out and start playing it, it just kind of, it, it took me back a little bit. I'm like, Whoa, like it just kind of hits you. Yeah. Then the first time you're actually hearing from somebody on the other side of the planet, and they're talking about playing your game and how much they love your game and and, and they're they're interacting with you like it is a crazy feeling it really yeah, is sure. right and i think that that's quite frankly part of the addiction with publishers yeah. that get into this indie industry it's that that community you're building right and it's a global yeah. community and i think that the part of that really feeds kind of almost feeds the soul it sounds silly to say that but it, it, it it's kind of how it feels right it's, and it's crazy. And I still remember, actually, the, the one that hit home to me first was when uh, Summit released at Gen Con 2017. Yeah. And uh, my editor, Daniel Mansfield, is a, is a professional editor by trade. And he happened to connect with me through BGG. And he's done all my rule books since. And he's an amazing human being. And he's an ASL, so American Sign Language speaker. Um, so he actually helped out at the booth. But then he also hosted uh, ASL Sign Language Game of Summit. 
and yeah. it was the coolest thing to witness again oh, just because it's like yeah. it's totally out of my element and to see like the enjoyment the fun that they were having and and how that happened and then again boom fast forward to me being an essen and like me explaining the game and then the person i'm talking to turning and then translating that to the friends at the table to, as we walk through the game in a language i don't speak and just to be there like and then walk back and be like they don't even need me like they're explaining everything to each other they're helping the next table play and like yeah just it, it's fun no, it's awesome. So I, I do want to show people this game. So I'm going to switch over to the actual Kickstarter page. <laughs> First of all, congrats, man. You're already at $200,000 on a $42,000 goal. Uh, like what, one day in or two days in? Um, yeah. 3,064 backers. I mean, this is a smash hit. I mean, there's, there's no other way to describe it. Um, interesting that it's a 21-day campaign. What was the reason for the 21-day campaign? We've, the last... Probably, I don't even know how many now, but for a while we've done 21 day campaigns. At the start, we did a 30 and like a 28 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but realistically, as horrible as it sounds, um, the, that extra week doesn't really do much. You might get in no. one more run of um, coverage from, you know, the biweekly podcast or something like that. Mm -hmm. But realistically, the way Kickstarter, it's so big now and, and media of all sorts and social media, it's so big now that if, if people are going to hear about you, they're going to hear about you. That extra week doesn't seem to make or break you. Yeah. Um, and it just drags out that, you know, mid campaign slump that we all dread and hate and pull our yeah. hair out. So if I can cut out a week in mid campaign slump, heck yeah. Yeah, I've totally uh, made that decision uh, going forward. Uh, I'm dropping down to three weeks as well. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, I mean, you're going to get the majority of your your pledges are like, I think it's like 75% of the pledges come in in the first two yeah. days in the last three days, right? Yeah. Everything else is kind of spread in uh, week one and or week two and three. And it's, um, yeah, why not just consolidate that? So how do you play this game? Walk us through kind of how you play the game. I'm showing it sure. on the screen here for people yeah, to, so, uh, to see the visuals. Um... So without seeing the visuals myself going from my amazing head, it's very straightforward. So again, one of the amazing things. So everyone has a player board. They're going to have an area beside them where they're going to build a four by four grid. So a yeah. 16 card tableau. Start of the game, you're dealt an island, a climate, and an ecosystem card. The island, all those cards are double-sided. So you're going to have to be able to choose how you want that engine and mm. your strategy to go. In the middle of the uh, game, there's a flora and fauna board, which is populated with fauna cards, which are in-game race objectives, mm -hmm. and uh, flora cards, which are end-game ecosystem scoring objectives. Those are open to everybody. And so you would look at that and say, okay, what, are, what am I going for this game here? What kind of engine can I create to go in that direction? Then you'd pick one side or the other of each of your island climate ecosystem cards. The island is going to give you your starting a hand of cards. Uh, of those cards, you're going to have to compost a certain amount dictated by your island. Um, and then you're going to gain a certain amount of soil. Soil is the currency for the game. Mm -hmm. It's also going to have an ability on the right-hand side at the bottom, which gives you a kind of a, a foothold into the start of your engine. And then your ecosystem card is also going to build into that engine. There's a whole bunch of details on the cards themselves I won't go into right now, um, but those are basically just extra tag and information, you know, soil cost, victory point value, habitats, little things like that that are going to play into different cards in the game that you're going to try to synergize. Basically, at the top of the player board, there are four different action colors. So very simply, on your turn, a player is going to choose one of those four colors. As the active player, they get the icons uh, and the income on the bottom of that colored mm. bar, which is more. And then at the top, you can see there's a multiplayer icon. Everybody else at the table is going to get a minor income. So if you look at the red action, for example, if I was the active player, I'm going to get five soil and I can compost two cards from the deck. Compost is both endgame victory points, but also an endgame resource as well. Mm -hmm. All other players are either going to get two soil or two cards from the deck. So that was one of the things that spoke to me right away as the, as the publishers. You have four actions to choose from. That's it. Yeah. The best part is 
that everybody's always engaged because as I'm getting something, you're getting something. So the game is uh, always going, going, going. After those two things, everyone's going to activate their red cards that are in their tableau and on their player board and their multicolored cards. So again, everybody's engaged. Everybody's getting supplies. Everybody's triggering the cards. And what ends up happening is that the game just keeps progressing and progressing. So everyone's engine is building quickly. Um, and no one kind of feels left behind. It's not that runaway leader. You're not stuck waiting ever for someone to play yeah. their turn forever. Um, but yeah, there's definitely no time for cell phones at the table because you're just so interested. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do on my turn. Oh, when James does this, that's going to get me this. Now I know I can do that. So like you're reacting to what someone else is giving you in, inadvertently in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, so that's basically how it's played. That's First cool. person to put a card into their, uh, to finish their uh, 16 card tableau triggers the end game, equal amount of rounds. At the bottom of the player board, you can see the eight different ways that you add up victory points. That's for the base value of the cards. The event cards you can play during the game, which are like instants that kind of interrupt play. Nothing is take that. They're, they're going to help you, but they're also going to cost you some victory points. Uh, you're going to score for plant cubes, compost, growth pieces as you, as you place tokens that grow up on your card uh, vertically. You're also going to score for the plant cubes that grow horizontally on your cards as you're filling that tableau with pieces. So explain that to me. So uh, a couple of things. One, I, I, I love this whole idea of... Um composting right so uh resources you're not using you're you're basically composting them to use in soil right uh, later on yep. but you do see there's these and i'm trying to find some of these pictures you have where um you have like these little stacked <laughs> plants so explain that i was trying to get my yeah. head around kind of how that little stack plant so there's works. two different kinds so the stack one are called growth pieces and there's basically trunks and canopies so uh, okay, on the gotcha, cards gotcha. there's a growth space and that growth space will have a number telling you the max height so for example a bush or a mushroom is okay. going to have a lower growth height than a tree um so it's going to tell you how many pieces go on there now what's important to note is that that number when it's reached, instead of putting another trunk, you're gonna put a canopy to show that it's finished, that it's reached its maximum height. On the right of the card in that area, you're also gonna see a white leaf with a number in that. That's the mm -hmm. victory point bonus for completing the canopy. So when you finish it, it's gonna score you differently and better than if you had it unfinished. So that's the growth section of the card. Um, the plant cubes is the row of eight by eight green cubes you see on the cards as well. Yeah. Those are one victory point at the end of the game each. But you can also use them to convert that growth into more soil for the game. So again, you're kind of tilling your earth, getting some more soil to turn it into more currency. So as you build in that engine, this constant, you know, self-supply of resources throughout the game. No, that's super cool. And so how did you meet um, this designer? Like, how did that come so about? It's funny. Was this... I think it was actually at my first sorry, my second in Gen Con, the, where Summit released, I believe. Um, I was there obviously inside of games. He was there with Sphere Games, I want to say. I hope I didn't get that wrong. Okay. Um, they've done Brilliance. They've done D uh, Diver City. Um, super, super nice group of guys. Well, again, they're Canadian. I'm Canadian. So we had that little thing, right? In, in Gen Con, two Canadian groups. They're uh, French first language speakers. I'm a French second language speaker. So of course we could hit it off because we could chat. Um, and then, yeah, we just hit it off and kind of kept in contact and we'd meet up at conventions around the world. We'd always kind of chat. Uh, and then <laughs> he has a real job, uh, as, as do the other members of that team. So, um, he didn't bring the game to them instead said, you know what, I've always got along with Connor. I'm going to see what Connor's interest is. So he, uh, he pitched it to me and a couple of the companies and I saw the value that was there, jumped on board, uh, and have been happy ever since. So was it a bidding war at all, or did you have kind of the Canadian advantage? 
Uh, there was a little bit, actually the, uh, the other, the top two companies was me and another Canadian company that I okay. can't say. Um, so th I think there's a little bit of a bidding war going on. Uh, I think we both saw the potential, the work he put in. Uh, yeah. There's also a balancing sheet for anyone who's on BGG or goes to our website. You can see he's created a whole balancing document, which yeah. leads to the spreadsheet to create the value. So there's no overpowered cards. Everything is meticulously thought out. That's crazy. And mm -hmm. then the artwork, talk to me about the artwork. Cause it is really, really good, right? Yeah. Like this so, box cover, like just pulls you right in. And then there's so many pieces of yeah. artwork in this game. Uh, like, yeah. So, so there's like, I think 400, 450, there's 364 unique cards, but a lot of them are double-sided. So there's like 450 something actual images, I think not okay. counting the box. Holy smokes. Um, so yeah, so basically what ended up happening was for the last year and a bit of design and development process, we knew that we wanted to do this, but we didn't know how we wanted to make it look. Yeah. And the one issue was just a staggering amount of art and time and finances that would have been to create all of those assets. So then we started playing with what kind of effects or filters or action, Photoshop actions, you can apply to pictures to kind of make them all look the same. Because the one issue you have is in some other games yeah. where the art can be very separate, right? We were kind of like, it's like who did this and who did that and like why is this a beautiful image and this is a stock photo and this is like yeah. you're just confused we i it's really important to me the look of my games um the look and feel of every part of my game and so when looking at that we couldn't find one that worked the other issue being that in nature there's so much green and in yeah. the game there's i don't even remember but say there's eight different types of grass well if you put any sort of filter on that i've got eight cards that have green lines on them and it means nothing to people, right? Yeah. So the thing that we kept coming back to is like these images that are just like unaltered from the planet are beautiful. They don't need anything. Hmm. So I spent about two months hand picking every single photo and purchasing it and then cropping it and placing it on the card to the best layout well, that I saw. And where'd you get the photos for people out there who are budding game designers? Oh, themselves? come on. No, no, you can't. I can't give away my magic sauce. No, they're, uh, they're purchased through Adobe. Adobe. Yeah. yeah. So there's Adobe stock, Shutterstock. There's exactly. free, there's a ton of them out there. Yeah. Um, and in uh, quite large libraries too. Right. So. And one of the things that was very yeah. important to me while going through that is to limit any man-made or human-made objects. So you won't see any humans in the photos. You won't see roads, buildings, boats, any of that stuff. It's just nature and nature. So lots of Photoshopping or? No, none. I didn't Photoshop a single photo. It's all, I just sorted it, went through, looked at it. And it, actually I have a folder of mess ups. I was going through so many photos and I'm like, oh, there's a picture there. Oh, that's a house. How did I not see that house? So those are in another folder that I that bought and paid for, but they're just disappeared. You just use a healing brush. Just kind of just circle over that. And boom, well, that's one of the things that was important to me is not, I used to be a photographer as well. And I know that how easy it is to retouch and how to make this stuff look even more amazing. Oh, yeah. But I think there's so much more impressive when you can, someone could open the game and look at it and be like, this is like, this isn't, faked like even the box cover everyone's like is that draw is that a painting what is that like, it looks like a, a painting picture. A side note for everyone who's interested every time i found a photo that i was like whoa it's iceland every time these, oh, interesting. these volcanoes the beaches the waterfalls the land every time i've been all over the world i haven't been to iceland but it has bumped to the top of my list because i was like this is beautiful it's breathtaking yeah. scenery crazy and even your logo is cool too. So it's the same artist that they do the logo? No, no. So that's um, Kenneth Spawn. He's a graphic designer that I've wanted to work with for a while. Super yeah. nice guy. Um, and just, yeah, he, uh, him and I kind of hit some stuff around and kind of told him what I was going for. 
Um, we tried some different looks. This is this is a look he presented and I liked, but he's cool. just one of these guys that has his brain going all the time. So yeah. he came up with a whole bunch of other ideas and I, we kept going back to him and be like, no, like this, this is the one, this is the, the beauty and the simplicity. Yeah, I love it. It's so cool. And then you've got some add-ons in this game as well. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like, I think I saw like one was like, there's, was it a solo add-on? Is that no, no, no. So, so solo is already part of the game. So it's one to five players. That's all built in. No, I, I don't. I don't think I've ever actually. I don't like the idea of having to pay to get more of a game that yeah. should be in the game from the start. Um, so the only add-ons we have are completely cosmetic. So you can get play mats, which are not needed for play. These are because Kickstarter backers ask for play mats. They are yeah. not needed. Um, there's also a wooden insert for the game. It's not needed, but for those of you who like inserts, it works. The issue I have is I love making very useful, nice inserts in my games. Yeah. In the past, they've always been a vacuum formed out of plastic because it's earth. I'm trying to uh, keep it as eco-friendly as possible. So it's only done with wood, cardboards, paper, and soy ink. So it's eco-friendly and recyclable. Wow. So I couldn't do a plastic insert in the game, which is why I'm offering the wood one, but that cost is very high. So I couldn't put it into every version of the game. So those are the people who want the insert can get it. And it's a five piece insert, which actually has the card organizer tray in it and four resource bowls that you can kind of come out and put around your table. Did you get the um, distinction of uh, projects we love on this one or no? Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. I don't think I've got it yet. If it came in, it would have been in the last couple hours, but I haven't seen that. No. Which is funny because I was looking at shocked. the Kickstarter page and there's like 40 projects I'm looking at and they all had projects we love. And then I was like, weird that ours doesn't on this one too. Like it's it's not like, there's not like some sort of goriness or like exploitation. Well, you're hitting like, all the boxes. I know. The whole like, environmental hook in it. Like, yeah. Uh, so, but again, like and I, I, uh, I've gotten it in the past and it seems to be, and from talking to them, it really just seems to be like it's Kickstarter staff when they're yeah. on Kickstarter, if something catches their eye, they give it to you. If it, if it doesn't catch their eye, you don't get it. So it just yeah. didn't catch anyone's eye, I guess. Can you see yourself yeah. uh, in the yeah. future moving over to GameFound at all? Interestingly enough, I've been approached by GameFound and some of the other guys um, and I haven't made the move yet for a couple of reasons. One, I'm used to Kickstarter. I understand the limitations. Yeah. Um, I'm just comfortable in that ecosystem. And I've developed a, a, fair, a fairly good sized list of a group of followers that follow me yeah. on Kickstarter. Um, and also there's a little bit of that kind of brand loyalty that I have just because mm. like I am where I am because Kickstarter exists. Yes, they take a cut. Yes, they um have things that they could improve upon for sure but i'm just like it's also like i'm in this as a business they're a business right they, it's yeah it's a, so and i get that there there's things they could do better but um yeah i haven't made that switch yet i'm not gonna say i won't make the switch um because at the end of the day i do want to do what's best you know for the company and for the backers um and you never know what what companies will do to change that um yeah yeah they're certainly, uh, they're certainly on the upswing. That's for sure. Um, and then I did notice you, you've got a backer kit you can use as your, as your yeah. pledge manager. Are they helping with ads as well? Or how they did you are. do your ad so strategy? I tried, yeah. So um, I did that for the first time on block and key. I've done it myself. I've done it with lots of ads, lots of paid for ads, social media ads, all that sort of stuff in the past. Um, but again, it's just the idea of like slowly getting bigger and bigger and me being a one man show for so long yeah. and just being like, I, I literally just can't physically, emotionally, mentally, time-wise, do everything. 
Um, so they came in and kind of made the offer and we figured out your return on ad spend for like, yeah. okay, how much can you spend on these ads for it to be actually worthwhile? And Block and Key did okay. Um, but I think luckily a lot of it came from just my own growth, my own backers, my own um, you know, customer base. And then just the fact that it's just so eye-catching it kind of was breeding itself. Yeah. Um, whereas this one played a little bit more into kind of their forte of running with stuff. So we also started with them a little bit earlier so they could kind of get caught up to caught up to speed um in uh last month actually i brought in two more employees to the company which has been really excited they're both amazing jenna and caitlin um and they've just been helping me kill it and get stuff set up and you know i've, I've put over the marketing the pr all that sort of stuff and onto their plates and they've been yeah. churning it out and uh it's been it's been really really nice you had quite the robust team now i would say versus when we chatted last yeah yeah well i mean yeah last time i guess we, it was probably just me and joe um, officially as, as, you know, working for the company, yeah. uh, Greg's always been my booth babe. He's been my booth babe since day one. Um, but he, he doesn't work for the company. Like he's not paid. He's just an amazing human being. Yeah. Um, so yes. And then there's, I've had Dan, for example, who does the rule books. I'm going to forget the name people. I feel like I'm at the Oscars right now. And then I have to thank. <laughs> Um, I'm going to mess up names, but anyways, I've had so many people who just like, who, who, who've helped me for so long. And so we're just, we're, so we're growing and now, yeah. you know, trying to give back, but it's been good. Yeah. So we went from that to now it's me and Joe and Chris and Jenna and Caitlin. So it's, it's crazy. Oh, it's awesome. So what's coming down the pipe next? Like what's, what's after this? Is... Yeah. So it's going to be a busy year, which is why I had to bring in some more, uh, some more help is that we had this one plan and in and, and the original plan, this was supposed to come uh, be kickstarting in the fall of last year. Yeah. But the issue, two issues, but one of the main issues is block and key is delayed. And I really didn't want to release another Kickstarter without yeah. the last one being fulfilled. That was really, really frustrating me, but it's just so out of my hands. It's just, it's issues with the blocks. They can't churn them through the factory fast enough. So it just slows everything up. And then throw so a global shipping uh, gong show on top of that too, right? Yeah, exactly. It, so there's just all of that was the frustration. So leading into that, it pushed it into this year. But then I also like, I, I already have to plan years in advance for upcoming titles that are being pitched to me. I still have my own, I probably have six designs that I'm working on right now of my yeah. own and never mind the stuff that's pitched to me. So then I have that. And then I have another Kickstarter that was going to be this spring, which is now the summer. And then another one that's going to be this fall. So I have uh, draft right records, which is a draft and write uh, super fun card game where you're creating your own musical group, your front, um, your star, your performer, your backup musicians, your stage crew, your production crew, you're going around the world. It's again, fast and fun. Uh, it was pitched to me. Uh, I printed off the print and play because I enjoyed it. I showed it to my family. We played it like 15 times in the first weekend because my oh, kids wow. liked it so much. My gamer buddies like it. Yeah, it's just, it's just again, fun, fast, light, but just that rewarding sense of like, oh yeah, ooh, 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 I got this, this. Like you just, like a <laughs> casino, just getting rewarded all that lights and sounds, right? Does not come with lights or sounds. Yeah. Um, and then in the fall, we have Terminus, which is like the heaviest game we'll probably ever do. It is a Euro with a rondelle that is crunchy. It is crazy. Um, I'm surprised we're publishing it. I'm surprised how much I like it. It's yeah. really, really good by two Toronto-based uh, designers, absolute sweethearts, Earl and Tom. Um, and it, I'm really excited for it. I'm actually the same artist who did um, Block and Key for me. Yeah. Uh, I do Vals is doing the art for it as well. Um, so it's I'm excited for it, but it's definitely going to be the crunchiest title instead of games has ever done. So it's going to be heavyweight then, eh? Yeah, I think it's probably going to be at least a four on the BGG scale. Like it's, oh, wow. Yeah, you're just you're sitting there just like, I need to make sure it's all about, it's a route building, planning, subway lines, but it's all about like 
lining up all of your stuff, making sure that you're checking all the boxes to plan it perfectly for your goal, but it's, it's good. Yeah. Oh, it's, it sounds like an exciting year, certainly a busy year. And, <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, good for you, man. It's, it's so awesome to see you succeed and continue to grow and, and follow your company and, uh, even see now your staff starting to build out and so forth. It's, uh, you're definitely going to be a publisher to watch. So I want to wish you all the best in this campaign, uh, thanks, man. Dude. Like uh, I can't wait to get my own copy. Uh, <laughs> thanks again for participating in the, uh, the giveaway. So again, people are listening, check out our Instagram account, board game binge podcast. There you'll find uh, the, the contest very easy uh, to enter and you get a ballot. And then tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to do the draw. So we're going to give away a copy, a pledge copy of this game. And for those who are watching us live or on the replay, please hit that follow button. We love the followers. Please follow us. Connor, all the best, man. You take care. You too. Cheers. This has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley, produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel, Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.